Hey everyone, thanks for joining us. I'm Greg DeVries, pastor at The Well Scottsboro, and I'm grateful that you've decided to listen to this podcast. I hope that this word uplifts you and encourages you wherever you are. Stay with me for a few moments after the sermon. I would like to pray with you. I trust you'll be blessed by the word of God. Uh, Straight into the word here, I'm going to be in Luke uh, chapter 1. And just another one of those perspectives of Christmas, but I want to exhort you tonight. That's my desire, is to exhort you some things that you can do, the ways you can be thinking during these days. Everybody say these days. During these days, these uh, uh, Christmas celebration days, this is a really good time to to reach out and to touch people's lives. So I want to just look at a few things in the story uh, that can kind of uh, stir you and quicken you uh, to be thinking this way and ministering this way. So say this with me. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I'm going to do what it says I should do. It was written for me, for my correction, my direction, and my soon coming resurrection. In Jesus' name, amen. So listen, uh, some years ago, I was sharing uh, the story with somebody last night. I traveled out to um, Wyoming with Stuart and uh, uh, Greg Godfrey and was ministering out there. And lo and behold, when I got there, I started feeling a little strange that night. I started feeling a little strange. And, and I thought, ah, maybe I hope that's not a kidney stone. You ever, anybody ever have one? I just, I was going through, I was like, ah, I hope it's not. And I fell asleep. I was so tired from the traveling, all we're doing. Got up the next morning, Wes Walton and, and uh, his team took us on a three to four mile trail ride on horses. Yeah, and I'm not even going to describe, but nevertheless, something wasn't right. And so we get around and we come back in and everything kind of seems to settle down. We go out to lunch. Lunch isn't happening. Go straight to the hospital. Get to the hospital. There's a city of 5,000 people. We're in between Denver, Colorado and uh, and uh, Casper, Wyoming. And so we're out in the middle of nowhere, out in the middle of nowhere. And they said, hey, said, um, uh, you're going to have to go to one of the big cities to get this laser and get everything you know, taken care of. I said, uh, I don't have time to go. I wasn't trying to be cool. Trust me, I wasn't trying to be cool. But I said, I really don't have time to go all the way back to Denver. I, I mean, I'd miss that night. I'm preaching that night. And Stuart asked me, he said, Dad, are you going to preach tonight? You know, with the kidneys. And I said, I am. I am. I said, and it's going to have a little edge on it, son. It's going to have a little edge on it. I just, I don't know if I'm going to be myself. Well, I have been doing plumbing all day. So my message is going to have a little edge on it tonight. So uh, I'll just let you figure that out. You know, I bumped my head a few times. I skinned my knee. And the very last water line that I fastened up didn't work. A part that was already there broke in there. So, no, I'm not going to be mean to you tonight. I'm just kidding. But the reality is, just so you know where I've been today. So, uh, the end of that, the, the the end of that story, though, is the week prior to that. The week prior to that. Uh, before going to Wyoming, I had seven different meetings in my office. My office used to be back where the sound booth is right there before we did that first expansion there. And I had seven meetings in there, and seven of them were people addicted to drugs. Now, I was a drug addict years ago, and I used to be very up-to-date on the drugs and what was the end drug and what the thing was going on. And uh, so then every one of these meetings, six out of these seven, were prescription drugs, prescription drugs. 
I didn't have any knowledge of that. I didn't have any understanding of taking that or using those or whatever. And I thought that should be pretty easy just to kind of kick, you know, because you always think yours was harder, right? Just like your parents went to school uphill both ways, you know, in the snow, right? And, and just to get the school walking. And so you always think yours is a little bit more tougher. Well, after that, I was a little frustrated in a good way. Holy indignation might be a better way to say it. And I thought, I want to have authority over that. I want to have authority over that. And so while I was in Douglas, Wyoming, and the doctor came back and said, there's nothing we can do here. She said, but I do have some medicine that will cut the pain. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, if you don't take the pain medicine, the prescribed pain medicine, I will give you authority over painkillers. I said, all right. I said, no, ma'am, thank you very much. She said, are you sure? I said, yeah, he asked me about three times. She said, okay, you're on your own, you know. So we went on, and uh, that night um, I had, I passed the stone before I preached, so I was good for the people there at the camp. But um, the next week had a gentleman come in my office, and he sat down, and he's addicted to pain uh, killers prescribed. And I said, are you free? I'm, are you done? He said, oh, yeah, I'm done. I'm done. And immediately I went into a vision. And in this vision, I saw a, 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 bill, a pill, um, what do you call those things? A little bottle, thank you. Sitting behind, you know, when you close your cupboard doors in the kitchen, there's a little board there, the stopper jam board there, right? I saw a bottle behind in the spirit. I said, get up. He got up. I said, get in my truck. He got in my truck. There's a new level of authority. I mean, he's just doing whatever I said. It was really cool. It doesn't last as long like, as you want it to. But he gets in the truck. We drive down. I said, you open the door to your house. I said, can I come in? I said, yeah. I walked over and I opened up the cabinet and I said, what's behind her? He grabbed it as a full bottle. And I said, flush him. He went and he flushed him and he went on a streak. I mean, he got set free, got uh, moved from and moved out. So I'm just saying to you, some of the things that you and I are going through might have a better starting block for something that is going to be done through us. You're going through something so something can come through you to minister to other people. Amen. Have you ever been going through something? You're wondering, why am I going through this? Why am I in the middle of this? Uh, God has something bigger on the other side. We're called to be finishers. Amen. Did you hear me? We're called to be finishers. All right, that gets us to Luke chapter 1. Uh, we're going to pick up in verse 39. This is where Mary goes to visit Elizabeth. Just going to point out a few things in the midst of this, of how we can live, how we can uh, be active during this time. If you remember back in 35, the angel answered and said to Mary, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. He said, and will overshadow you, the power of the highest, and uh, the Holy One who is to be born should be called the Son of God. And then he goes on in verse 36, and he says, now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative. Now, if you were here last week, I didn't have much time to expound on this, but this was huge, and it's pretty profound, and that the Christmas story is built around a family, the building of a family, the, the uniting of a family. We see a relative here. You go all the way back to Adam and Eve, comes into a family. You go all the way to the book of Revelation, or Noah. It was a family that saved, you know, when God saved and regenerated uh, the earth there. And then you go to uh, Revelation 22, the spirit and the bride. It's that relationship of eternal relationship with Jesus Christ. He initiates it there. So we see that there's a situation she's informed about Elizabeth, her relative, and said that she's older and she's been barren and she's going to uh, receive a child and nothing will be impossible with God. Nothing impossible with God. So here's Mary. Here's Mary. It says in verse 39, Now Mary arose. So in other words, I literally did a study on the word arose and guess what it means? 
to get up. Literally get up. So she's in a sitting position. She might have been in a lying position. She might have been in a, in a resting position somehow. But I'm here to tell you we can no longer just sit around and wait for what God said he's going to do. Y'all got too much of that Christmas stuff on you. We cannot sit around. It's time to arise. It's time to get up and to advance the message. But notice what happens here. She most likely has somewhat of a knowledge of what Elizabeth must felt like. Nobody knowing that she was pregnant. Remember, Elizabeth even hid for a while. So she didn't know this. And she's getting spiritual revelation. And out of this spiritual revelation, she has an unction on her life. She has a, 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 a stirring, a prompting on her. I want to say to you, listen, I don't know how many people are in this room right now. I'm not going to take the time to count. But that many people could be changed and touched by tomorrow if we'd be sensitive to the promptings and not just sit around and wait and lie around and wait. But we get up and we would go. We get up and go. Now, listen, that's being terribly, in a good way, not selfish. Not selfish. We need to be thinking about other people. Christmas is all about how can I get up and go touch other people? What am I saying? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. They got up and they went and they did something and they went and it all came with a, a greeting, with a heralding, with, with a calling out, with a, an, an announcement might be a better word. And you and I still carry that announcement. We still carry that greeting. We still carry that information. But most likely Mary, going through what she's going through, nobody else knows. I don't know if I don't want anybody to know. How do I tell anybody? I wonder what Elizabeth is going through. So she started thinking about Elizabeth. And in the midst of thinking about Elizabeth to go to greet Elizabeth, she's going to also get a confirmation of the word of the Lord, the word that the Lord had given to her. She's, she's carrying out the prophetic word. She's acting upon it. When you act on the prophetic word or the instruction or the announcement that the angel or the word gives to you, when you act on it, you're living according to the word. The word becomes a lamp unto your feet. What's going to happen, she's going to encourage Elizabeth, but by going there, she's going to be encouraged more so what she heard because what was said about Elizabeth is true, and now she's going to be able to walk this out with a greater confidence. A lot of people struggle in their confidence because they don't do anything with what's been given to them. You can find the revelation. You can find the confirmation. You can find it in the obedience obedience, carrying it out. So she gets up and she goes, so I want to encourage you to this Christmas not to just lie around, right? Not to just lie around. Let's get up. Let's move. Let's go greet people. Go connect with people. So it says, now Mary in those days, remember what I said about earlier, had you say these days? You know the little saying around here is that those days are now these days. That's what they did in those days. This is what we ought to be doing in these days. Look at your neighbor and say these days. We ought to be doing something. I get so excited. I get so excited when these times comes and people are getting their boxes and they went grocery shopping and gift shopping and, and for these people in Christmas, they go deliver to these elderly people there. We're going, we're going. And you know, we don't have to wait until the church does that. The church introduces things to us, concepts and principles and teachings and instructions. They introduce things to us so it becomes a lifestyle. 
So it becomes a lifestyle. This is what we do with our life. I mean, it, it could be it could be September 2nd. It could be March 14th. It doesn't have to be the Thanksgiving blessing. It doesn't have to be the Christmas. We will always do those as a church. But we can go out and rise up and go and do these things in these days, the same things, those things that they did in those days. Does that make sense? So let's arise and let's go do. And it says she went out and she went into the hill country with haste. You know, I just think about a word that rhymes with haste. Paste. How many of y'all remember paste? Yeah. yeah. Miss Faye, you remember the little paste things. Remember glue used to be on a little brush and everything, right? Remember it used to be called paste. Now we call it glue. Now we call it super glue. Now we call it gorilla glue. We have all these different names for it, right? But paste worked back then too, right? And it looked so good. And it was the worst thing to have it right before that class when you'd have lunchtime if you were a boy. Because you just, you had to taste it. You just, how many of y'all tasted paste? Thank you. Another word that rhymes with paste is taste. Okay. So she is not pasty. She's hasty. She's going for it. All right. She's going for it. Let's, let's be quickened by the spirit. Let's be moved by the spirit. It ought to, it ought to stir something inside of us. Thank you, Gretchen, for saying amen. I appreciate it, baby. To a city of Judah. To a city of Judah. She's going off into the city there and entered into the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. Just kind of underline that word greeted. Gretchen and I have a mantle in, in uh, one area, part of our kitchen. And when uh, we receive Christmas cards, that's where we put them. We put those Christmas cards up there, and, and then we have to keep adding uh, whatever it takes to hold them because it gets heavier and heavier. And we hold on to all those, and, and then at the end of Christmas night, we will uh, get together. That's our family, our Christmas dinner. Uh, Gretchen's parents come over, too, and whatever children want to come back over, come over. And, and we get all those Christmas cards out, and then we send them out. And somebody will have nine, somebody will have eight, somebody will have nine, whatever. Nine, eight cards each. They'll have these cards. And, and then we go through and, they, and we pray for every one of those families. That's what we do. We pray for every one of those families just to fish out. And then we throw them in the garbage can. I mean, as fast as you can. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, you feel bad putting those. But we, we get done praying for them to go in. But you know what those are? They're greeting cards. Is that not what we call them? Is there possibly the concept that greeting cards came straight from this verse right here? A very high possibility that in that story, there was a greeting. The angels greeted. Uh, the, the, they came and greeted the shepherds and they greeted, greeted uh, uh, Zacharias in, 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 uh, uh, in, in the temple and they greeted uh, uh, Mary and there's just these greetings there. But now we find out that all that, listen to me, you got to get this, all that stuff that was going on in heaven, Pastor DJ, She's now doing it down here. She's doing the same thing. She's acting, beat unto me according to your word. Okay, so you brought a greeting to me. You brought an announcement to me. You brought information to me. Now I'm going to go take it to other people. I'm going to go and encourage and exhort and edify people. I'm going to carry the word, right? I'm going to carry the word out. Well, what's living inside of her? The word. So I want to encourage you to be thinking about this, not just to go meet people, but greet people. Literally greet people. I saw a guy today, and uh, he didn't look happy at all. He did not look like he was happy with life, anything in life. And, and I wasn't the happiest person, but I was happier than him. Remember, I was doing plumbing. And I'm telling you, there's only one happy moment of doing plumbing is when it's all dry and it works. That's the only happy time in plumbing, Okay. You want to feel the knots on my head and the skins on my knees. It was, a, But I realized 
I could say Merry Christmas to him. Now, I just said cheer, joy, merry, happy. I'm, I'm invested. There's power in your tongue. In your tongue, there's power of life or death. It's too simple for us, I know. Well, sometimes we think we have to be more spiritual. Have to be more. No, that's simple. It's seeds. But when I say Christmas, I'm saying much of Christ. It may not be what they're saying. Matter of fact, they're trying to take his name out of it. They're trying to do as little of Christ as possible. But when you and I say Christmas and not happy holiday, but you know, somebody's there getting ready to say it, and then all of a sudden they go, happy holidays. And you're like, and you go, yeah, happy holidays. Sometimes we're afraid to offend them by saying Merry Christmas. Sometimes people get nervous that way. I get that. I understand we're human. But listen, if, if we're afraid to offend them, we'll probably never be able to convict them. Our goal is not to offend. But when I say Merry Christmas, I'm speaking the joy of Christ into your life as much as possible. It's just a greeting. Do you hear me? It's just a greeting. We need to be greeting everybody that we can as much as we can, especially in a season when there's accessibility to it and people are more open to it. Are you with me? So in those days, she went to the hill country in the city of Judah and the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. You're not the only one going through something. And sometimes it's good to connect with those that are going through something. And so here's Mary. She's a virgin. She has, she's a great with child. She has a child. And there's uh, uh, Elizabeth. She's barren. And so she went to minister to her. And she gets ministered back. And they st- listen, they start to minister to one another. I think we need to... Well, Romans chapter 11, chapter 1, it talks about encouraging one another in our mutual faith. Yeah. Now, if I go to minister to Gretchen, Gretchen shouldn't just sit back and say, yes, 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 yes. Gretchen ought to just kick in and start ministering to me. Yeah. When you and I connect with one another, we should be ministering to one another. Yeah. This is the very get-go of, of what develops this whole thing we're living in called Christianity. Yeah. These are the roots of it. These, these are the, uh, the foundational truths that are in here. This is what happened. Remember what Jesus said. He said, to you, it's been given the blessing to know the mysteries of the kingdom. He, they said, why was it given to us? And what about them? He says, well, that's why I have to talk to them in parables. I have to tell them a story that looks like it. I got to do a movie for them. I got to do a, you know, I got to do all these things for them to even get an ounce of what you're getting. But literally, you have the ability to comprehend these things. And so this story here, Jesus, when Jesus has given these parables uh, with them, he's given, this is what it's like. He said, this is, watch, he said, this is what the kingdom of heaven is like, right? And so if the kingdom of heaven is like that, when you pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, it's just like that. It's just, it should look like that. So what I'm trying to say to you We don't need to find a new way to do it. It's already shown us how to do it. What they did, we ought to do. Especially if it's honored and recognized, it was prophesied and spoken, and you've seen it being fulfilled. How many of y'all want fulfillment in your life? It's not going to happen sitting on your duff. It's just not going to. How many of y'all would like blessings in your life? They will not come beyond the obedience in which you live in. 
And so here we're seeing how they're interacting with one another, how they're having this life as simple as greeting and going and connecting with somebody. Listen what happens. How many of y'all say that? I don't even know how to convey this. So you're really telling me, preacher, that if I were to say Merry Christmas, it could happen in somebody's life. That's what I'm telling you. You don't believe me, read with me here. You can go home. And Well, at least if you have a good translation of the Bible. I'm just, I have to throw that in there. That's <laughs> a sad day. It happened. How many of y'all like to see some kingdom things happen? Listen, it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary. So the word greeting is in here twice. I think, I think it warrants some recognition. Just in the greeting. She just greets her. Hey, Lizzie. Hey, cousin Elizabeth. Hey, Aunt Elizabeth. I mean, she, you know, just, it just says she's a relative. You know, we get this whole, she could have been a first cousin and John was a second cousin. I don't know the whole lineage of that. But the reality is she greeted her. And something happened. The babe that was, that the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Let's just stop here for a second. The spirit of Christmas. The spirit of Christmas. I, I could literally say something and deposit spirit into Pastor Joel's life. He could do the same for me. There's no limit to the spirit. As a matter of fact, God doesn't just give Jesus. When he gives Jesus, part of the package deal is when he gives Jesus, it gives the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's already there. And not many people had the Holy Spirit. And not many people did the Holy Spirit have, but the Holy Spirit was there. But when Jesus comes on the scene, he is the baptizer of the Holy Spirit. And when she greets the one that she's carrying, impacts the one that she's carrying, the one who Mary's carrying is the baptizer of the Holy Spirit. And she receives in this Filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, I'll say this probably till the day that I pass. The charismatic and the Pentecostal church has done as much damage, if possibly not more, than the good they've done. Because when I start talking about being filled with the Spirit, that's what comes to people's mind. Them Pentecostals. Them charismatics. Talking in tongues. And just all the things that, we, that we're a little nervous, a little afraid of, it's relationship. It's part of God. It's the person of God. It's the, the Holy Spirit, the third person of that triune relationship with God. It's, he's a helper. He's a comforter. He's a guider, a, a guidance. He gives guidance. I mean, he leads. I and mean, there's so much he does more than just us speaking in tongues. So much more. Amen. So when you say Merry Christmas, you can, you can, something can happen. You may not get to see it. When Mary said that, it didn't say that she saw the baby leap. But she started to see the manifestation that now Elizabeth starts to exhort and to acknowledge and to, to bring a greeting back and confirm things in Mary's life, Right? Gretchen was able to call the homes that we get to go to this Christmas today and, and set up and schedule a time to, uh, to go and be with them. And, and I said, how'd they sound? 
because I, and not even thinking of it, but just happy. Are they excited? Are they, you know, looking forward to this? I mean, it's got to be a happy time. I cannot imagine. And God show us how to help you and let us know if we need to help you. I cannot imagine being in your mid-70s and having to ask for underwear for Christmas. Can't imagine. Breaks my heart. But just that phone call, just that visit, just that greeting, that knock on the door, it starts to put joy in there. Mary Hart does good like a medicine. We cannot forget that. And the more merriness that we can do, a merry heart does good like a medicine. Merry Christmas. Pretty simple, huh? And the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women. And blessed is the fruit of your womb. Y'all, she's like just kicking into revelatory mode. She didn't get the information that Mary got about her when she got her information. But something in the spirit is bringing revelation here. Is there the possibility that one conversation, one visit, one uh, 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 point of contact with somebody could open their eyes up that much? Absolutely. And like I said, if we would do it instead of waiting around for it to be done or waiting for a strong prompting, or just it just said she arose. She just rose. She very well could have been meditating on the word that she received. Who knows? But she just went, got up and went and did it. Amen? Blessed are you, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is it granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? And the humility, and the humility, just the tenderness, and and I think that I think that we need to maybe take that moment and realize, as we sang, you know, why would he love me? Why would he love me? Why would, as David said, who am I? Who is man that you'd be mindful? Gretchen wants to preach right now. Who who is who is man that you're mindful of him? That you'd even consider us? And then again, how deep? How wide, how high, how the breadth of his love. So vast, so vast. For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting. Next year, uh, we didn't get around to it this year. And if you want to be a part of this, go ahead and put it on your uh, calendar for like October or something. But uh, we're going to put... Uh, exaggerated size greeting cards out in the parking lot there. We made one for the float years ago. We made a float that was like a Christmas card out of, you know, it's like 10 foot by 20 foot or something. I can't remember. And and we're going to put them out there and there's going to be sayings and Tori's going to paint every one of them. <laughs> um, and we're, there's going to be sayings on there. There'll be greetings on there and, and they'll read them. And some people every day going to work and every night coming home from work and just getting that greeting out there. I'm going to let you in on a secret. I'm going to let you in on a secret. Uh, thank you. Congratulations. She's, she's leaping, y'all. She's leaping. Um, this year, 2024, he's already spoken to me about 2024. This is not something I'm going to declare on New Year's Eve or anything like that. This is us. 
this year is going to be the year of we. We. I, I do not do good. Your church, our, that church, it, it's we. It's we. We will. We will. We're gonna, our will is going to be willing to do. In the day of his power, there's willingness. Willingness. We will. We will not. We're going to declare what we will not do. Because that's as important as what you will do. But this is the overall statement. We will not fail this year. We will not fail. If we don't fail to love. Love does not fail. We're going to love our city. Love our region. Love whatever outreach we have. To whatever distance it is. We're going to love until all we have is love. Our city's going to be loved, feel loved, our neighbors, our families. We're, we're just going to love. That's what we're going to do. And then we come in here, and the Lord just spoke this to me about a week ago. And we come in here, we get into this whole love worship thing going on there. I haven't talked to Eric about it. I've only talked to a few of the staff members about it. But this is, we're going to be focused on that. We're going to be focused. And we jump into our fast uh, starting on January 7th. We go through that fasting period there. We're going to fast into all that. We're going to love until he comes. Amen? Amen. How many of y'all like to be fail-proof? Well, it's right here. It's right here. So, um, for indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears... So obviously, there's a verbal. Obviously, there's a there's she's she stating uh, this. And it's being spoken. It's a spoken uh, greeting there. She said, as soon as this was spoken into my ears, the babe leaped to my womb for joy. So, you can put joy in people. Joy to the world, right? You can put joy in people's lives. I mean, that's now you're strengthening them. Now you're making them uh, equipped and prepared and, and, and enabling them to be able to, to get through, to come through, and to go into what God has for them. Verse 45, and I'll wrap this up with you guys. Blessed is she who believed. I underlined that again. You see that around Christmas time, you know. Uh, it's a time to believe, right? And some people are doing that for Santa Claus. I mean, literally. Uh, that's, you know, it's time to believe. It's, and how many you hear, I mean, secular people. You know, it's, it's time for miracles, right? Christmas time is time for miracles. The miracles are already taking place of Christmas, right? It's already taking place, and we just need to continue to present that miracle. But it is, miracles are for those who believe. It's a time to believe. It's a time to, uh, to, to uh, refresh our believing. I can't imagine what, what Mary might have been going through in that time, in those early stages where there was nothing showing nothing happening just yet and and just to have her belief stirred up blessed is she who believe for there will listen to me there will be fulfillment of those things fulfillment of those things listen back in the closet somewhere there's a bag of these i mean like a big old bag of them but that thing could not be fulfilled until the first one was put in it. It's just that one little mint. And you say, well, that doesn't really matter. You start, start taking one out at a time. 
even over a period of time, that bag gets lesser and lesser and lesser and lesser and lesser, right? So those greetings could start the filling of somebody's life. Those greetings and those obedience and doing what God tells you to do could be the steps into the fulfillment of what God has for your life. I've been experiencing some things just this past week, maybe up to 10 days now, just little things that are, that are happening that are taking place. And I realize every one of them are a step closer to what he knows that I don't even know yet. But we can't sit around and lie around and expect these things to happen. We've got to get up and go for it. Amen? Fulfillment of those things, like I said, those days, these days, those things, these things, those things, those things which were told her from the Lord. I think that's a good closure reminder. Is that we could get caught up into doing it this way and de- disconnect from this. It goes back to what the Lord said. Amen. It goes back to what he has said. But doing what he has said keeps fresh what he's saying in our lives. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. I hope these little thoughts and tidbits uh, encourage you. I believe this year we can spread joy. We can awaken believers. Uh, we can step into a season of fulfillment in our lives. But I want to ask you and encourage you to be spontaneous, to make visitations, and to greet people. Do everything you can to greet people. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the grace that comes with it. Lord, I pray for the needs that are in this room now. I know that your word, I know that your spirit can can heal, can restore, can repair, can help, can strengthen. And I ask that your word will go forth and we would be carriers of those words, carriers of those greetings. Uh, We'd be the people that show up in those visitations to make hearts merry, to make lives joyful. Lord, thank you for what you've done for us. Thank you for who you are to us. I speak a blessing and a favor over your people tonight. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you, cause his face to shine upon you, and be gracious unto you. May he lift up his countenance upon you. May he look down upon you delightfully. May he tend to you and meet your needs be your Jehovah Jireh. May he be the glory and the lifter of your head. May he put a shield around you and be your protector. May he be the peace that transcends. May he be the peace that surpasses. May he be the peace that drives out any chaos and confusion in your life. I declare this in Jesus' name. Amen. I trust that you are encouraged and inspired by the word of God today. Once again, I want to say thank you for joining us on this podcast. It's very important that after you receive the Word of God to make sure it gets sealed in your heart. I'd like to do that with you. I'd like to pray with you that we could tuck it away in our hearts and that we let the Word of God have free course, move swiftly in us, and it would glorify God. You know, the Word of God is a seed. You can expect results out of it. You can expect fruit out of it. You can expect something to be produced. Again, I'm so thankful that you joined us. Now allow me just a moment to pray with you. Father God, we come to you in the wonderful name of Jesus. 
the Word of God Himself. And I thank you for the Word that has been heard. I thank you for the Word that has been received. And Lord, now I ask that it gets covered up and it gets protected and locked and lodged in our hearts, Lord. And Father, I pray that you would water it. I pray that you would nurture it, that you would bring the light and revelation that it needs. And I pray that it produce good fruit in each and every heart that has received it today. I ask this in Jesus' name. I do this at the end of every service at the church. I want to do it with you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you. And may the Lord find great delight in you. And may you find great joy in him. May the Lord provide for you. May the Lord protect you. And may the Lord give you peace, peace. God bless you. Thanks for joining us.